0: My question to the church council was, where do you go? You can't go to any of them. Because the other two will feel slighted. They will feel that they have been left out. That they are less important than the others. of my heart not be all else to save that Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that the words that will be spoken are in obedience to your will and accomplish your will and purpose. Your servant is convinced that these words that will be spoken were given to me by you I ask you to please bless those who will listen and help us Lord to know that our trust is increasingly more important than all things ever that we can experience in life In your mercy, Lord Jesus, we ask for these blessings in this way. Amen. It was four years ago in September. I received a phone call from some of the leadership at Holy Cross. They asked me to come to an emergency meeting. I didn't know what the meeting was really about until I got there. When I walked in, it was myself and ten members of church council. They told me that Holy Cross was in a difficult way. That there were people who were talking about leaving this congregation because they were struggling with the spirituality that was taking place here. To which I had to absolutely agree with them. Because at that time... Just four years ago, five minutes after worship service, I would be the only one in the building. The pastor who was here at that time, he usually left before the people did. We were a very dysfunctional family as I voiced my position to church council. The reason they asked me to go to that council meeting was they said... We don't know how this is going to turn out. But we have to be prepared. So we asked you to come here so that we could put in front of you the question, if we suddenly become without a pastor, will you take on the responsibility of the church? To which, of course, I said yes, because this congregation has shown me nothing but support from the day I walked in here. But I did attach a condition to it. The condition was is that we have to pray. We have to pray. The church council president looked at me and she said, Michael, we are praying. Why are you saying we must pray? And I gave them this analogy. I said, you know, a parent has three children and the mom and the dad and the kids are in the car and they ask the children where do you want to eat and the one child says I would really like to go to Pizza Joe's the next child said "Mm, I would much rather go to Wendy's and the third child said I was thinking McDonald's my question to church council was where do you go You can't go to any of them. Because the other two will feel slighted. They will feel that they have been left out. That they are less important than the others. So you can't show favoritism. I said, so if we have 10 people praying, and we all send up our prayers individually, It's like the three kids. We may be asking God different things. We need to invite God in to this congregation and we have to be in unity in that invitation. And I know of only one way that can be done. That when we start praying the Lord's Prayer on every Sunday, you do not need to speak it aloud, but you need to speak it from the bottom of your heart. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and at Holy Cross. We need to be trusting in the Lord. We can't give him any advice or counsel. Well, we have this policy or this program that we think we can institute and get this congregation recovered. My encouragement to them was if you want me to participate in this, I will. But we have to ask God to give us all the direction. None of us gives him the direction. They agreed to it. And there's a whole story associated with that. The reason I bring it to your attention, specifically at this time in this way, is because if you put everything that was said in that meeting into a concentrated form, the simple thing that was being said is you have to trust God. Do not trust any individual. Do not trust our minds. Do not trust a program. We need to trust that God will give us direction. And if you were here at the 930 service, we've come a long way in four years. Because thy will is being done on earth as it is in heaven, as it is at Holy Cross. We have surrendered ourselves to his trust. Our Holy Scripture for today gives us three snapshots, if you will, of trust. The first one in the Old Testament shows us how not trust and the effects of when you go it on your own and you do not have God giving you the direction. There's a little bit of history that comes with this because Ahaz is a king of Judah and he is now at military odds with his brethren the king of Israel. Pekah is his name. And he is in consort with the king of Aram. Resin. They once before attacked Judah under Ahaz's reign and defeated him. But they reconstituted themselves, but now they were back antagonizing them again. The prophet Isaiah tells King Ahaz, Don't worry about the thing. It'll all be good. The Lord is not gonna let this to happen. And he says, ask the Lord for a sign. Not test the Lord to see if he is who he says he is, but asking for a sign, which he would not. Because he had made it up in his mind that his answer to his situation was by making a military alliance with Assyria. So he abandoned his trust in God and the outcome is not good just as the prophet said Assyria would come and they would annihilate the northern kingdom in 722 BC Pekah and Rezin were put down never to bother them again but now this Ahaz who refused to have God as his trust becomes a vassal of Assyria And now a human entity is controlling Judah. That's how you don't trust God. What happens when you don't trust him, it does not end well. So then we look at the gospel for today. Mary is with child. Joseph is betrothed to marry her. And Joseph knows there's only one way for a woman to become with child in his mind until the angel visits him. And the angel tells him that this is not so what you normally would think in your mind. She is conceived in her womb through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And it tells us that Joseph is a just man. And that he was able, because of his association with Almighty God, he was able to go back, I'm sure, and reason after the angel spoke to him and said, wait a minute, I was wrong in my thinking that there's only one way for this to take place. Because Almighty God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let there be A separation between the waters and the expanse. And it was the way it was. God speaks. And it is. So Joseph was able to trust that what he had heard was the Lord saying to him, Almighty God said, And the virgin shall be with child. And being the just man that he was, even though he was planning to divorce her quietly, and that's important to show just how just he was, because if he would have exposed her and said, whoa, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to marry her, but that's not my child, Mary would have been stoned to death by Jewish law. So he had in his mind to do it a different way. But when Joseph encountered the messenger of God he was able to understand and realize that he needed to trust God and when he trusts God then everything comes out the way it's supposed to when he did that and after Jesus was born and he was given the name God saves, Jesus Emmanuel, God with us And Joseph and his wife, Mary, had other children. Simon and Judas, not the one you're thinking of. We know him as Jude in scripture. And daughters. So we know that his trust in the Lord came out the way because of it. We look now at the Apostle Paul. And the humbleness. This, by far, in my humble opinion, is the greatest of all the apostles. We do have the other 11 that become 12 with Matthias, and actually Paul becomes the 13th, if you will. He is the apostle to the Gentile. But you see how he introduces himself? Paul, a servant of Christ... Humble, trusting in Almighty God. Not giving any credential of saying, you know what? My father's a professor. I'm pretty daggone smart. I studied under Gamaliel, the most incredible mind of the Old Testament. I have all of these credentials. No. I am the servant of Jesus Christ. Did he apply for the job? No. Called as an apostle he trusted in almighty God that even though he was the one who held the cloak of Stephen the martyr he had an encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus that would change him forever and he trusted in God and the outcome is incredible We read the words he writes to the churches, but he identifies himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. The most important thing that we can realize during this holy season is that our trust needs to be in God in everything because when we do that in everything, God works for the good in those who love him. We are to treat the office of the Holy Spirit, the church, with the respect that it is deserving of. And we are not to treat our faith with any type of severity. It needs to be a precious and holy thing. That is how we celebrate Christmas, trusting God. Amen. Be Thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day. My presence, my life